if Santa Claus doesn't like salads, Mom? Chris Kringle glanced in the rearview mirror. There was just enough moonlight for her to see that her six-year-old daughter Noelle was wide awake. Still, of course he likes salads, sweetie. Why wouldn't he? Everyone knows Santa likes Christmas cookies. Have you ever heard of anyone leaving him a glass of milk and a chilled Caesar salad on Christmas Eve? I don't think so. Chris smiled. I guess we'll just have to ask him when we see him. Okay, but even if he prefers cookies, you're going to make a vegetarian lasagna the first night you cook, aren't you? As a matter of fact, I am. Chris reached for the heater and cranked it up to high. We've still got a couple of hours until we get there, so why don't you sleep? Noelle shook her head emphatically. I'm not tired. Besides, I'm afraid if I fall asleep, then I'll wake up and you'll tell me this was all a dream. It's no dream, baby. We're moving to the North Pole. It was nothing Chris ever thought she'd say, or ever have to do. But reality had dealt her enough rough blows that going home suddenly didn't seem like such a bad idea. Go to sleep. I promise I'll wake you up when we get there. Is Santa sending a sleigh for us? Chris shook her head, and a wry smile tugged at her lips. She'd been gone a long time, but some things she hadn't forgotten. I don't think so, Noel. Santa doesn't like the reindeer to fly this close to Christmas. He always says they need to save up their strength for Christmas Eve. But he knows we're coming, and he promised to send someone to pick us up. Her daughter yawned and leaned her head back against the seat. Is there anyone my age there to play with? Are you kidding? There are hundreds of elves who are all going to want to be your new best friend. Noel giggled. My cousin Carol has two children, Chris continued. Hillary's about your age, and Patrick is a bit younger. And remember I told you that my cousin Nick and his wife Holly just had a baby boy? We won't be lonely anymore, Mom. It was more of a statement than a question, and it tore at Chris's heart. You're right, we won't be. Now close your eyes and count to 100. Okay, baby? Noelle yawned. It's just hard to believe we're going to actually live at the North Pole. Her eyelids fluttered shut. Chris sighed. It was hard to believe. But after reviewing her options a dozen times a day for months straight, she always came back to the inescapable fact that the best place she could raise Noelle was the North Pole, which meant moving home. Noelle would be happy, she told herself, healthier too, which was another huge benefit to moving to the North Pole. Or so she hoped. Her daughter had been plagued with persistent food allergies from the time she'd been placed with Chris. Noelle had been Chris's first and only foster care placement. Fostering, not adoption, had been her plan, but from the time she'd first held a two-year-old Noelle in her arms, Chris had known she wanted to adopt the girl. It was by far the best decision she'd ever made. She glanced back over her shoulder. Her daughter's eyelids were getting heavy. Chris had plenty of happy memories growing up in Christmas Central. She couldn't have had a better uncle and aunt than Santa and Mrs. Claus. They'd loved her just as much as they did their own two children. But they'd understood when she'd turned 18 and wanted to go below to strike out on her own. Fortunately, they'd seemed to understand just as much when she'd written last month to ask if she and Noelle could come back. Home.
come back home. It still felt so odd to say. A flurry of snowflakes swirled around the car. It was like driving through the middle of a shaken snow globe. The sound of Noelle's even breathing in the back seat meant her daughter was fast asleep. Finally, Chris reached for the map on the seat next to her. She'd given up using the rental car's GPS well over a hundred miles ago.